Hello and welcome to Parently, where we tap into the unique experiences and perspectives of parents to celebrate the joys and honor the challenges of child rearing. With new interviews each week, this is a podcast for moms and dads seeking an empowering community and a little levity. Now here's your host, Kelsey Higgins. Hello and welcome to Parently. Today I have a special guest in studio with me, and by in studio, I mean at my kitchen table. He's around here quite a bit. I can't seem to figure out how to get him to leave, but that's because we're married. Oh, hi, Kelsey. I'm happy to finally be on the podcast. Yeah, it's so yeah, nice of you to yeah. allow me to come crash the party. Yeah, yeah. You might recognize that voice from such things as the introduction to the podcast or other favorites such as intro to the break. That's my husband. He's been doing the voice for that the entire two seasons. Yeah, there you go. Still waiting on my royalty check. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Isn't that the truth? So we have a couple of things we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into that, I'm just going to start with a little bit of history like I do with all my guests and pretend like I don't know everything about your life. And who knows, maybe I'll learn something new. All right. Where'd you grow up? Grew up in Brooklyn Park. Minnesota. In Minnesota for all you global listeners out there. I do have global listeners, you know. Oh, that is true. I know. I've seen those metrics. Mm-hmm. So you got to tell those people over in Australia and, you know, where Brooklyn yeah. Center is. Well, it's a suburb, first ring suburb right out um, outside of Minneapolis. It was a great diverse place growing up with all sorts of characters running around. Like Not only you? the city, myself included, and some of the knuckleheads out there as well. Um, it, it was a great place. And where do you live now? Well, right now we live in West Suburbs in Minnesota. So you never left the cities? No, I did not. How do you feel about that? I feel very content with my decision. You wouldn't want to ever live anywhere else? No, I like it here. Come on. Where else would you go? Literally anywhere. You wouldn't want to live anywhere else. No, I wouldn't. I, I mean, you tell me a place, I'll tell you no. Colorado? Okay, maybe Colorado. Oh, That'd be fine. <laughs> but I'm more of a creature of habit, and I like you know my familiar surroundings, if you will, and everything that that entails. And yeah, so... but but your wife and okay, let's let's say this: if we could pick up your family, including your extended family, because we are blessed to have your parents and brother and their families here, and we could all move to a different city state would that change your mind it possibly could i mean i think if we were being forced to choose i'd be looking for somewhere probably a little bit you know warmer if you will it's the one thing that's been eating at me as the older i've gotten is that i just find winters less and less enjoyable as someone that doesn't ski or do outdoor activities it's really just three months of nothing but cold can you feel the rain coming in your joints, old man Higgins? Oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Some days it hurts just to get out of bed, tie my shoe. and. How old are you? 41. 41. And how old is your kid? Kid is going to be two in September. So what is that? 23 months, 22 months, whatever. You were 
40 when he was born, right? Or were you 39? 39 it would be. Were you? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of more normal these days, but a generation above us, older than us, probably would have thought that was pretty old. How do you feel about it? I think it happened at the right time. Oh, tell me more. I don't think I was ready to have a child before when we had a child. In fact, you know, as we've talked about that, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted a kid. And it was always, you know, if we have one, we'll just kind of see if we like it and kind of go from there in life. Literally, I can't tell you how many times my husband, Andy, would say, let's just see if we like it. And I would always respond with, well, what are you going to do if we don't? I mean, you can't put it back. You can't, like, we're not going to give it away. It's not something you can just try a trial. Like, if we have a kid, it's ours forever. So it was kind of a risky gamble for you to see if you, quote unquote, liked it. It was, but, you know, you got to roll the dice sometimes. So did you like it? I do. And it's it's the best decision that we have ever made together. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you think you were ready? Financially, emotionally, maturity? I think probably maturity and emotionally. And now at the same time, I feel like I had a pretty good life and I was content and happy and enjoying it and having fun. And, you know, it wasn't that I didn't necessarily want to have a kid, but it was a clear life shift when you make that decision. So, okay, so I'm starting to see a pattern here. Mr. Content was content. Mr. I don't want to move because I like my surroundings. You didn't want to have a kid because you liked your surroundings, a.k.a. your hot wife. That is true. My younger hot wife, let me tell you. Yeah, seven years your younger hot wife. That's true. So you didn't necessarily not want kids. You just didn't think you wanted them. Yeah, I mean, I was, con- you know, if we've talked about, I was content without them. Yeah, but you knew I wanted them. Yeah, and, it, you know, we, we had multiple discussions about it, and it just took me longer and later in life to get over that hurdle. Knowing what you know now, how would you have felt if we never had a child? That's a hard question to answer because I wouldn't know any different. Now, sitting where I'm sitting now, I would not change a thing. Right, but you you think you, do you still think you would have been totally happy, content with us never having a child? Absolutely. I also would have, but again, I wouldn't have known the difference. Right. And so, and I, you know, I was happy beforehand, and so I just would have maintained that. Yeah, I know having a kid has been a bit of a mind life changing situation for you and I and both of us in a lot of different ways but first I just want to talk about how it's the same and or different than what you thought it was going to be like is there anything that surprised you about being a parent well I think one thing that surprised me was that it's a lot less physical exhaustion than I was expecting, but a lot more mental exhaustion. And I mean, you're always on, you know, so I I never was a big sleeper prior to him. So I was less worried about that. But the what's worn me down in the past is just the, the mental aspect where there is no downtime. 
if you go, you know, you put the kid down from a nap, you're constantly doing something to stay in front of stuff. Or, you know, you've got to clean, do the laundry, do the dishes, you know, work on little projects, exercise, you know, have alone time for us. It's just, it, it's just, you're always on, you're always on. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, wow, you're just go, go, go all the time. That's a good point. Um, I have a question and you need to answer me, take a minute to think about this and answer me honestly. Did you perhaps misjudge what it was like for me to be on maternity leave? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when it's that young and the constant care that that child needs. And when they're growing, the you know, we always talk about the three-hour increments. Your life is in three-hour increments. And, you know, you have it easier or I had it easier than you did because I wasn't responsible for the pumping, the feeding and all of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, I, I don't think I was ever naive and thought, Oh, staying home and raising the kids. That's just, that's just easy. It's, it's the farthest from the truth, but just seeing how taxing it really is and knowing that you're always just pushing forward and you can't always just sit there for even 30 minutes some days to decompress. It's just, I know. So the funniest, one of the things I remember about maternity leave is like you would call during the day or sometimes you would come home at the end of the day and the house would be a disaster. Dishes weren't done. There was pumping parts everywhere, you know, whatever, burp rigs. And you'd be like, oh, what'd you do today? And I was like, kept our child alive. Is that not enough? And I think, I, I mean, I really do think that you thought I was just like kicking it, watching TV, chilling, like having a great time off, but that's not how it felt at all. Absolutely. And I learned real quick that it is a lot of work and it's nonstop work. What would you tell um, a spouse or a partner who's um, other partner is on maternity leave or is going to be going on maternity leave. Um, like what do you think that you did that was really helpful and really supportive and, or any advice, things that you think they should keep in mind? You know, I think you just gotta, you know, take on more of the responsibilities on the home front, especially during those first 90 days to six months you just gotta suck it up and you know keep on trucking and keep on pushing through to get some of that stuff done like it no gone are the days where you would come home from work and relax absolutely is what you're saying. yeah i mean that that just that's and even still now with almost two-year-old that those days are gone for the most part uh, but you know the other thing too is just that you know your your significant other partner or whatever is on maternity leave or paternity or paternity leave mm-hmm. you know let them take a nap even though you're exhausted you haven't been hanging out with a three-month-old all day yeah you know it's like going to work some days and going to do something else or a chore or mowing the on that that's probably pretty easy than trying to you know calm and you know nurture a, a little one you bring up a good point and And yes, I mean, I, I remember, so I went back to work after four months and I remember when I was back at work going to the bathroom 
and not having to be like in a rush or just sitting at my desk in silence or making, eating a hot meal. Like I would warm up my lunch and I would eat it hot. And there were all these little things that I was like, wow, this feels like a vacation. Yeah. So there was a lot of really nice things about it. But as you know, it was super, super hard for me to leave our son and to leave him in the care of wonderful daycare provider that we have. We just love her, but it was still really, really hard to leave our child for that long to a stranger, more or less. Um, So my question, I say all of that to get to my question, which is, how hard was it for you to leave at, well, what? You took a week off, right? And then you went back to work? Yeah. Well, you know, two parts, it was terrible to leave. He just didn't want to leave. But then the other part, what you mentioned, you know, after you went back to work after four months and we brought him to daycare, you know, I vividly remember talking about should one of us, the day before it was, I, it was you New can Year tell Day. him what was happening. I was in bed sobbing. Yeah, and you know, and so was I. And I think you know, if I recall, we were discussing the day before Kelsey was supposed to go back to work. We were supposed to take our child to daycare for the first time. We were having second thoughts, and we're pretty close to one of us quitting our job because yeah. you know I think that's where you know we have our priorities backwards in this society right Ugh, now. Don't that, get started. You know, that you have to, you know, go do things, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. And then your child is, you know, you know, somewhere else. And thankfully we lucked out and he's at a great place with great people. And there's only a few other kids there and he loves going. It's great on socialization, but like, it's not an easy, easy decision. And if it's, you know, we've talked, if there's one thing I would change, you know, it was maybe that we stay home longer. You just plan for it. You know, you only know what you know. And, you know, this time, if, you know, something was to happen down the road, maybe we just plan for it. Yeah. You know, and just know it's only temporarily. But I mean, you know, I'm a big believer that the longer you can stay home with one or both parents or even a grandparent at some point with that kid, the longer they can stay home, at least that first year, the better. Well, the better for who? For the parents, for the kid, for what? Yeah, I I just think I just think for everyone. I just, you know, my thought is, is that. You know, that first year, it's just like, they're just there, you know, they're just eating and growing and you see lots of cool things. And I think the more you can just nurture them, I mean, you know, they'll adapt to everything else pretty quickly. It's not human nature to leave a baby at four months. That's, that's, that's exactly my point. Like, that's not. That's not normal. It's not normal. It's not. I mean, you look at what other countries are doing and. The U.S. is just so behind the ball on it. And one thing that we've we've talked about before, like if we could have done it all again, I probably would have still gone back when I did, but we would have then had you take some, yes. some more extended yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a whole there's a whole another layer between you know the mother and the father, maternity leave and paternity leave, and uh, so much more that is unfair about the system and And, and, and how things happen. And, you know, I think younger people are starting to realize that too. Yeah. And I think hopefully, you know, 
it's always on the youth of the, you know, the youth to create the change for future generations. And so if you're listening out there, fix it. Yeah. And, and to be clear, I highly commend companies who offer paid maternal and paternal leave. However, that's not what I am saying. What I'm saying is that the government needs to support new parents like the governments of other countries do. I don't, I don't think it should be on the responsibility of the company. Um, and I was reading about, I want to forget the country. I, probably like Sweden or somewhere cool like that, but what they actually require, require, not cover, not offer. They require men to take the same amount of maternity leave as women. And one of the reasons that they do that, can you guess why they would do that? So they can nurture and help out? Yes, but from an economic standpoint, it's so that men stop getting the upper leg on women because subconsciously or consciously if you hire a 20 30 something year old woman versus a 20 30 something year old man you're going to be losing potentially that woman for months at a time and if you offer maternity leave that's a whole nother cost on top of on top of it but what this what they found is that it's actually leveling the pay gap between males and females because there's no longer this break that only women have to take or decide to take or choose to take and they're making it mandatory mm-hmm. isn't that cool yeah it is but again you're going to need government interaction on that right we'll be back after a short break today's episode is sponsored by strip after several months of maternity leave i am back to work which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that, frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. Andrew, what is your favorite part of being a parent? Well, I think it goes into phases. I think right now, I mean, it's tough to say favorite. Like I was not a fan of the newborn phase. I mean, if you're breaking it down to like zero to six months, six to 12 months, 12 to 18 months and 18 months to now, like this is definitely the 18 to 24 months has definitely been my most favorite. Okay, that's an interesting way to answer this question because I wasn't talking about what age of the child is your favorite. I meant what is your favorite thing about being a dad, but I, I'm 
I, I've been to it. It's, I like your response. It's, 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 all, it's all the same. I mean, it's just watching them learn and grow. It's just, you know, it's it's just been more fun when they're more interactive. Now, that does means it's not without their challenges. It's like 50% of the time it takes 20 minutes to get the kid in the car seat to get out of the house in the morning. I'm so sick of that car seat. But, I mean, it's, but it's also, out, you know, it, it's balanced out by the, the first thing he does in the morning is he runs around looking for one of us. And he's like, ah. You. He's, you know, he runs around looking yeah, for Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but it's I'm definitely sweet. the favorite. Well, Mama gets him out of the crib, yeah. right? And most days that we're talking, like, during the week, we have a routine. Mom, Mom gets up with the kid while Dad gets ready. But he... If dad's not out of bed yet, he's always awake. He's always awake in bed. But if dad's not out of bed yet, he will run into the room yelling dada and make you pick him up and play with him on the bed. Oh, and he's ready to rage too. Oh. Yeah, it's not like, hey, what's up? It's like, let's go rock. Let's party. Like, what are we doing today? Throw back some Bud Lights. Call it a day. Bud Lights. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a pretty... uh, He's a pretty spicy kid. He's kind of fun to, it's fun to watch his little personality just continue to grow and develop. And I think that's been really cool over the last, you know, six months or so is just seeing how he's, he's a little person. Like we made, we made a little person with a little personality. It's wild. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Okay. What's your least favorite part about being a dad? I think trying to remain patient. You know, I'm not a patient person anyways. I'm more of a go, go, go. Let's get things done and move on to the next thing. And it's, it, it's challenging some days, you know? Yeah. I would not call you a super patient person. You know, what's interesting about our dynamic. I think you get really, really worked up about the little things. That is true. Just day to day little stuff that doesn't matter gets you all in a tizzy and all worked up. Yep. Whereas I'm roll off the back, go with the flow, cool as a cucumber. On the flip side of that, when the big things are happening, I'm a total basket case, spaz, upset. And you, surprisingly, strangely, totally keep your cool on things that are actually big issues and you're kind of like the rock during the storm. Oh, yeah. I definitely pull it together when it's the big things. I know. And it's so crazy because then I'm sitting over <laughs> here like, why are you losing your mind over this towel on the floor uh, or whatever just, it might be? It's just it is the yin and the yang. I know. It's kind of a nice thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Imagine if we were both wired the same way. My God, it'd be a disaster. That would be wild. It would just be a disaster. Um, speaking of, the other thing that we've talked about is, and just recently you and I have started talking about this more, but mad respect for single parents. Absolutely. There is, I, I cannot imagine. I know I know they do it, and I know, and, you know, it everyone's fine and it, it, it works out but man there is no way I can imagine how I would function as a working parent with a, a one-year-old a, yeah. yeah right yeah it's shout out to all the single parents out seriously there. it's amazing because when things are getting tough or if if I'm just having a day or I know I'm I'm about to lose it it's so easy just to tag out. 
Yeah. And I'm absolutely. like, you're up. I need a hot minute. Yeah. Or I think about just easy things that, that we, um, recently have started to get back into the habit, for example, of working out pretty, yeah. pretty regularly, but it's more often than not, you know, you working out while I have our son yeah. and then I work out while you have yeah. our son. And there's just all of these things that I feel like would be 10 times more difficult as a single parent. Yeah. Or you just can't do it. Right. Well, right. Yeah. You know, but even just like the, the working out though, the fact that we have to split and shift, it draws everything out throughout the day. Right. That it just takes something that used to take an hour for both of us to go do at any time during the day, whenever we want. Now it can turn into a two to three hour ordeal. Right. Because it's not just working out. It's waiting for you to work out, waiting for you to shower yeah. and then doing the switch over and then the other person doing that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they see, it seems trivial, but it's, it's truth. It's, it's reality. It's the world we live in. Everything just takes longer. Yeah. Everything just takes longer. I mean, even just getting out of the house. I mean, I think we've got it pretty easy most days. I mean, the car seat can be a challenge, but you know, it, even getting out of the house, I mean, it's, it still can be a, five to 10 minute ordeal when it should just be, okay, let's go. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the future. And I, I know kind of where you stand on some of these, but I think it's interesting to talk out a little bit. So we have one child. Yep. Sometimes we talk about what it would look like to have another. Yeah. And we talk about pros and cons. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, Let's start with the cons. What are what are some of the reasons why you're hesitant to have a second? Well, I think one is just, you know, we're going back into the newborn and the infant stage. And you know, and you it's feel a, like we just it's not that it. I yeah, and it's not that I don't didn't love him. It was adorable in those no, times. No, you didn't love great. it. Don't lie. No, I mean I the the kid. The you kid loved is him. the kid and it was you amazing. But my God, that. is it exhausting though? And uh you know, to go through, you know, another couple years of that, I feel like the lights at the end of the tunnel on some level, mm. you know, and just to go through that again. And it's just like, everyone always is like, Oh, it's so amazing. Well, yeah, but it's also hard and it's tiring and it's a lot of work. Yeah. Is that your biggest con? Your only con? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I think I, 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 I could see it becoming more of a challenge too, you know, later in life when they have, they, they get a little older and now they're both in two different places at different times throughout the day and logistically, mm. but you know, right now is, you know, you're right. If one of us just needs a break, you can just let them go with the other parent to hang out for a while. It's a little, I imagine it's a little more challenging when there's two. Okay. You know, the, the pros is, is just, you know, we get another fun little, you know, child to love and he'll have a little buddy to play with. The other, the other thing too is, I mean, I think we've gotten pretty lucky with this one. So are we going to end up I with the know. opposite child? I mean, I feel like maybe we're playing with fire a little bit. I know here. it doesn't work <laughs> that way, but it almost feels like that's what happens. Like yeah. we look at friends or family and if one was an angel, the other is not. And yeah. if, if one was tough, the second one is an angel. Yeah. And it's we, just, we're playing with fire a little I know, bit. We lucked out. So. We did luck out. For me, I just think, um, our son as more as an adult than even like in teenager years or anything. I think of him as an adult and I think after you and I are gone, 
is often where my mind goes. And I want him to have another, I want him to have a sibling. I want him to have another family member um, because both you and I had um, siblings Mm -hmm. and I just, I feel like that is those sibling relationships are get more important to me and I value them more the older that I get. And also I can't imagine my childhood without siblings, but I, I, I realize it's all I ever know I've known. So it's, you know, there's that piece. Yeah. And it's just, it's just no right answer. And I think, you know, it's, if it's just him by himself, it's just to be important that, you know, he's in daycare, he's in activities, he's, you know, getting socialization and things like that. Um, You know, the other thing too, is just that, you know, we can kind of just, you know, keep moving forward with our life too, when there's only one. Tell me more. What you know, you mean? I mean, you can always find someone to watch one kid. Oh, I see. I see <laughs> you know, it's it's just you know when you get two, it's it hard to pawn two kids yeah, off on someone it, on the weekend. Yeah, it, it, we've just, actually had friends say that. Yeah, and it's yeah. just it's a big difference, and I I totally get it. You know, and it's just like, you know, and like, well, that's not the way. Well, it it, it goes back to it's just like you know we can still live a very a, we can work have our good marriage too right now Uh and do lots of things still you Uh know maybe not as do the things that we want when we want necessarily but you know you throw a second one into that I feel like those opportunities for us you know and to focus on our marriage and stuff those become smaller and smaller too yeah that's a good point we'll be back after a short break today's episode is sponsored by strip after several months of maternity leave I am back to work which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that, frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. Having a kid has been tough on us, on our relationship and on our marriage. Tell me about some of the difficulties that you feel like you face or we have faced together? Well, I think there's just been a lot of challenges. I think the the repetitiveness of all the days, especially during that first year or two. Okay. 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 So to be fair, how much of this do you think is pandemic related? I honestly, I don't think much of it is. Okay. I just think, you know, when they're that young, I mean, we were both always exhausted and it was just always go, go, go. And so I think, yeah, we would have done more, but I also think it wouldn't have been nearly as what we're even doing the last two months. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely would have been scaled back pretty significant. 
me still. So, but you know, it just, it does get repetitive, you know, like, especially, you know, by like that first, you know, December, January, February time period, you know, pre pandemic, even when he was about what, four or five months old right there, it mm-hmm. was just, you know, you lived the life in three hour increments on everything. And so everything was just built around that. And so if you weren't working, you're at home doing these three hour increments, whether at home or on the weekend. And just like, you know, at one point going to the grocery store is like a big deal because it's the one time you're away from everything. I know. And I hate going to the the store. And I would be like. I will never forget, though, the time during all of that where you said, why don't you just go have some Kelsey time and go grocery shopping. Yeah, that sounds and like I something like, I would say. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, running errands is not is not me time. That is not self-care time. It's it's like watching your old kids not babysitting. It's called parenting. Yeah. Exactly. We also have to run through that one too, right? Yeah, like, I still dad's not every babysitting. Day. Dad is being a parent. Yeah, dad's being a parent today, not babysitting. So yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I checked myself real quick on that one. Or your wife checked you, maybe. Yeah, let's be honest. It was my wife checked me on that but one. But it's, you know, it's hard because we just, for me, I... And I still struggle with this. And, and you and I talk about this a little bit. I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot better. But I just had, at the end of the day, like no energy yeah. physically, mentally, emotionally to give you. Yeah. Because especially, you know, when I was working, it was like, get up, take care of the kid who I'd been getting up with all night long go to work, work using my brain strategically, you know, pumping, doing all the things, you know, picking up our kids, spending a couple hours, getting them down and just wanting like an hour to myself. Right. But there was no other time for you and I to connect either. So it was this constant, just, I just, I felt like I was either letting myself down and not giving myself what I needed to recharge, or I was letting you down by not giving you, you know, the, the connection and our marriage, you know, the attention that it needed. Yeah, and maybe where we went wrong and it's, again, it's a learning exercise, if you will, is that we were pretty, you know, a lot of this was me like, oh no, we're not getting a babysitter yet. He's too young. He's too young. He's too young. And in hindsight, like. That was totally maybe, maybe we should have broken that a lot maybe. sooner than we did. Let's say we should have broken that. So anyone out there listening, kind of keep that in mind. You know, yeah. now you're not going to go drop your, you know, child off at Debbie down the street or anything like that. And it's that. probably not going to be an overnight. Yeah. I mean, even just for a couple hours, heck, you could time it around nap time. Yeah. I, just It's just one of those things that, but you know, the thing is, is that, you don't, at, you know, at those first six months, you just don't know how that kid's going to react to anything. And if there's someone different around, it could just be a tough struggle for them. At that you point. are so dramatic. That is not, <laughs> that is the perfect time to leave a kid. A baby doesn't know. A baby yeah. doesn't care. This is exactly what you struggled with. You yeah. were so worried that our son would be like, know that we weren't there and that, we were on a date or something. This was actually, I think this is really interesting. This was way harder for you than it was for me. I was ready to yeah. go. But that goes, I think that you were spending a lot more time nurturing and you need, you know what I mean? 
did a lot more more of it. I feel like so. So what? Oh, I think it'd be it's pretty natural that you'd need that break. And where I was just like oh, uncomfortable with it, it's like oh, I've had enough. Let's go. Well, I would say even today, you know, not that we're asking Facebook for babysitters, <laughs> but I would say even today, you you remain probably a lot more selective about yeah. who we will leave our child with than yeah. I than yeah. I do. Yeah. Neither, I mean, nobody's right, but it's just interesting how our perspectives, yeah. I guess, on that are different. Yeah. And even me, you worry about decisions I'll make when you're not around. Yeah, that is true. Micromanage parenting, right? Oh, seriously. I know, I know. Which is so not your personality. Like you've you've been a you are a manager, you've been managing people like in the work setting for years, and you are not a micromanager. Yeah. So to micromanage the parenting. Your, your parenting is very strange. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it's something we're working on. We are working on. We are together. Like everything else. <laughs> But again, it's just all learning phase too. Right. What else, husband? What else do you want to tell new parents, expecting parents, particularly men? So maybe people who are going to be dads for the first time. You know, just go with the flow. Okay, take your own advice. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying you asked what I would learn and, and that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling people go with the flow. The other thing too is that what's becoming really hard and that this happens more is you know they're getting he's getting older is that try not to laugh at them uh, oh it is it's because it's just encouraging behavior and he, it's, it's be so the, hard some days be the biggest wiener and all you want to do is laugh but he's being a total shit yeah. and so you can't because it just eggs him on and there's been multiple moments where you and I both have our heads away and we're just shaking because we're laughing yeah. so hard, but we don't want him to know. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. And it's the other thing, too, is just how quick they do pick up on things. Oh, yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, the other thing, too, is don't don't underestimate your kid. They're, he or she is a lot smarter than we probably give them credit for. And, um, you know, they're sponges. Yeah, and... And a lot more physically capable of yeah. things. What was he doing the other day? Oh, the, I don't remember. He was doing something physically and you were like, Kelsey, he doesn't know how to do that. And I was like, they don't just learn how to do, they don't just like wake up one day and know how to do it. Like they have to practice, they have to fall, they have to learn. And like that also freaks you out. Yeah, It's just the unknown sometimes. Now the thing is too, is that I've learned is, I know some people like, oh, kids are durable. That's not true, but they're tough. Durable. Oh, just like, I'm just going to fall, you know, like they're going to get hurt, but they're also a lot tougher than we give them credit for too. Like, like they're not necessarily durable. They're going to get hurt, but kids are tough and they'll get right back up at it and do it again and do it again. Example, I took our son to the park on Sunday morning and he got a maraca to the head it's one of those maracas that's like connected to the pole and you spin it around and make sound. Anyway, he, he hit it. It came back, knocked him in the head. Another parent was standing there and he was like, and my reaction was just burst out laughing. And this dad looked at me like I was evil. Like I was an awful person. And I was like, Oh, he's, he's okay. He's okay. And he was crying 
pretty hard for about 10 seconds and then he was fine and he moved on and so i was like see he was fine well and then what happened he's got a lump on his he's head he's got a big old lump on his head a big bruise it was obviously painful he don't care he doesn't care i know he I doesn't know. He, i don't even think he remembered it after the fact i know but that's i mean you he know just I, got on with his day that happened to you. You would have called it a day, went home, and been like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. just like, whatever. So, All right, dear. What do you think? Do, do you want to wrap this up? Do you have any other words of wisdom? Do you have any questions for me? Do you want to turn the page at all? Turn, turn the microphone, as they say? Well, what's been the most challenging thing for you as a new mom the past 18 oh, months? Oh, wow. Just one thing. The most challenging thing, I already kind of touched on it, but I think figuring out the balance, I think that it it all really comes down to self-care, like making sure that I I am doing stuff for me and it's it's really hard and it's a work in progress, but the hardest part for me has been being able to balance what my child needs, which I put first all the time, all the time I put the kids needs a front of mine, even when it, when it shouldn't be, because as they say, you can't pour from an empty glass. Right. And I just, I'm constantly putting my kid first and it, it, you know, it's gotten to the point multiple times where I just don't have anything left in my glass to, to pour. So that part of it. And then of course, you know, giving, giving everything all the time to my kid, doesn't leave a whole lot for you and so trying to balance you know how to incorporate more relationship focus into that I think has been was difficult for me and continues to be something I work on and then the last part of it of course is focusing on me as well and I've I've started to get better at that like physically doing things and physically like separating myself from you and our child and doing things for myself. But the part of that, that's still really hard for me is the guilt associated with it. So every time I'm away from you or our kid or both of you, I just, I feel this kind of sense of guilt that my, I'm not there for my kid, you know, and that's hard too. So but remember, he's with me. When I know, honey, you know, I, I know all the logical and so that's reasons. Like, and that's why I'm always like, oh, I don't feel bad going here because I know, he's or with we, mom, it's not like it's a stranger or, or something. Or you're like, what? You're like Kelsey. He's with his grandparents. That everyone is enjoying themselves. Like it's not. There's nothing to feel guilty about. It, it's just. It's just the mom thing. I think it's genetic, hereditary. It's it's psychological. I don't know what it is, but it's I. You can give me all the logical reasons why it doesn't make sense, but it it still is hard for me, and it's something I continue to work on. So, and you know, add into that work too, right? Trying to give your best and be your best at work. (laughs) Oh yeah. Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) It's just we always have to be our best. Well, I mean. There's different expectations for women than men, but that's a whole other That's episode. a whole other podcast. Okay. Did you enjoy being on the podcast? I did. Thanks for letting me crash the party. What What has been your favorite? I know you listen to all of them because I make you listen to them and then rate them and give me reviews. 
What's been your favorite episode, do you think? Probably this one. Oh, gosh. Give me a <laughs> break. For real. I like them all. They all have a different topic. I, you know, I like the ones that are a little bit more straight into the facts. And then the other ones that, you know, you're just talking and hearing someone's story. There's a wide range of, you know, topics that can relate to everyone. And it's most importantly, it's real people. I feel like that was just really like salesy and I like it. Thank you. Yeah. You're a really supportive, sweet husband. Agreed. All right. Well, thanks for being on the pod, my love. We will maybe have you on again if I don't get too many awful reviews and feedback. I mean, people either love you or they hate you. So that is true. We'll I'll take it. Happens. You know, Jerry Garcia once said, we're like licorice. Not everyone likes licorice, but the people that like licorice really like licorice. Is that for real? Oh, yeah. And to all the listeners, thank you for joining. Please tune in again next week for another insightful conversation. Thanks and see you next time.